I'm health coach Heather, and you're listening to episode 28, How to Get Your Kids to Exercise. You are listening to the Healthy Families Rule podcast hosted by health coach Heather, master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. This show is about raising a strong, healthy, resilient family with confidence and courage in a confused world. Hang out with me each week to learn recipes, exercise practices, and coaching tips to apply to your mental and physical well-being. Please note that the info provided in the show is intended to educate and elevate, but it's not meant to be a substitute for advice from your medical provider. Hello, 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 my friends out there in cyberland. How are you doing today? It's actually the evening time for me. I'm recording this on Friday night, and my children and my husband are all in my bedroom watching a movie. I'm not sure what they're watching, so I'm going to make this quick so I can go join them and be with my family. But I thought that this week would be a very fitting week to put in a topic related to last week's topic. And if you listened last week, it was all about what to do when you have an overweight child. So it was a lot of my good coaching for you parents out there who beat yourselves up over an overweight child or maybe a child who's making some choices that you're not happy with and you're blaming yourself for it. Go listen to that episode. It will apply to you no matter what. But this week, we're going to talk about how to get your kids to exercise. That's right. Did you know two out of three kids don't get any physical activity throughout the day? One in three children between the ages of two and 19 are considered overweight or obese. That's one in three. 96% of elementary schools do not offer physical education. So if your school has physical education, you're, you're part of the that has that. So way to go. When it comes to getting kids to exercise, for many parents and teachers, it can be a real battle. Whether your child struggles with ADHD or perhaps has very low energy, you need to intentionally make a plan to get your kids moving throughout the day. But what's the right way to go about it? Let's discuss a few ways to incorporate movement into your child's day and deliberately plan a workout for them to follow. And this isn't just a struggle for overweight or obese kids. I see a lot of very, very thin kids who you would think are athletic. They don't have any desire to get up and move their body because they've fallen into the habit of sitting down for too many periods of time that's stretched out for long periods of time. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to make a plan and stick to it. I want you to get out a piece of paper and a pen right now. If you can, if you're not driving, get out a piece of paper and a pen. Let's jot down some movements that will help your child be more mobile, flexible, and stronger. Let's think push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, and squats. They're all great movements for kids to get a grasp on early in life. Always come back to exercises that include these movements if you're unsure what to do. 
And I'm going to leave you some great resources in my blog post related to this podcast. So be sure to check the show notes, click on that link and go check out some videos on movement for your kids. Now, part of my children's schedule each day is to work out. And oftentimes I send them right into the garage to do 10 reps of each movement three times. 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, 10 pull-ups. You know, we usually get about three or four or five exercises in and they do three rounds of that 10 times each, okay? So I've even made them do burpees. You know what burpees are, right? If they start fighting. So if they're fighting with each other, I come in, I say, okay, guys, uh, you know the punishment. We talked about it. It's burpees. So here's what a proper burpee looks like. And you're going to do 10 to 20 of them each. Let's go. And this works every time. It helps them gain strength and stop fighting. And I don't know one person who actually likes to do burpees because they're painful, but they are effective. Our plan as a family is to wake up early together and get a workout in. And this can be anything, but we, we wake up around 6, 6.30 in the morning and we like to go swim laps at our clubhouse pool or head to the gym for a quick workout together. But we mostly use our garage or living room to do kind of those calisthenics, those body, body weight movements. You can look up those two on YouTube. But we include a day or two of stretching and yoga, which is really nice recovery days. And we've also gone hiking, bike riding, and playing tennis. It connects us more as a family when we're practicing self-discipline together and self-care because taking care of your body and exercising is one of the best forms of self-care. You're really taking care of your future self and who you want to be and how you want your body to perform in the long run, right? As you start to age. Let's talk about how movement and learning are connected because research now shows us that children do better in school and especially on tests when they are exercising and moving their bodies. And those ADHD kids, this especially works for them. If you want to improve your child's academic performance and attitude towards school, put them on a 12-week fitness plan, like the one I mentioned above, and watch their scores and grades go up. Okay, having regular PE time daily is great if your school has it, but it's not enough. If we consider the time kids are sitting at their desks and then sitting on the bus en route to home or school, and then come home and sit and play video games, they're sitting a lot. We need to get them moving in equality to them sitting. So in addition to PE time, can you put them on a sports team or sign them up for jujitsu or perhaps tennis? Anything to get them moving more and sitting less. I personally think it's good to put them in some sort of physical martial arts class. And my son is currently doing Muay Thai and he loves it. He says it's really hard and sometimes I need to push him a bit to go, but he always learns so much and gains some, some good strength and skills in those classes. So why aren't kids moving enough these days? Well, a groundbreaking study conducted by the Kaiser Family Foundation showed that children between ages 8 and 18 are spending, on average, seven and a half hours a day in front of a screen, sitting, regardless of socioeconomic status. 
Combine that with the time sitting at school, which is between four to six hours a day, driving to school, sitting at meals, and doing homework, our kids are spending 10 to 14 hours a day, or 75% of their waking hours in sedentary positions. That's eye-opening. That's crazy. In 1980, there were 81 million TVs in American households. And today, there are 324 million TVs. At the same time, the number of TVs has tripled. The number of obese children and adolescents has also tripled. Isn't that crazy? So when when TVs tripled, so did obese children and adults. We ended up getting rid of one of the televisions in our home. So the big screen in the living room is gone now. And it wasn't a decision I was intentionally going to make. It happened because my child got mad at the TV, threw a remote at it, and cracked the screen. I was already in the process of getting the children off electronics. I'd gotten rid of the Nintendo Switch the computer, and any device they'd have access to video games. The effects of those games on my son's brain was terrifying to me. He would have these outbursts, and it was as if he was a completely different person when he played video games. I don't know if there's any parents out there who can relate to seeing this in their child. But when I found out he cracked the TV, I wasn't even mad. I was actually relieved in a way. One less device in my house. One less device emitting EMFs, electromagnetic frequency waves, which were definitely affecting my son's brain. I'd seen it for years, and now we had a buildup of it, and this child was no longer the child that I knew him to be. And I knew a big part of it was from electronics. Kids don't walk to school anymore. When I was a child, I walked two miles to school and back each day in the snow. That's what your grandpa said, right? Minded. I think my parents said it too. I walked about a mile to school and back each day when I was in elementary school. And times were very different back then. Kids would play night games and spend their free time outside jumping on the trampoline or playing a board game. We explored, we wandered, we dreamed, imagined built things. We used our hands, but mostly we walked a lot. I remember being 14 years old and walking to my cousin's house, the next town away, which was probably 12 miles or so, one way. We weren't old enough to drive, so we walked everywhere. Parents have a lot more information now about keeping kids safe. Even if they live just a half mile from the school, most parents would never let their child walk home for fear of a kidnapping. And it's true, we live in a world where things are becoming less and less safe. And this is why it's important that our child learn some self-defense skills and confidence should they be put in a situation that's dangerous. Just having awareness that our children aren't walking as much, it is our responsibility as the parent to make sure they are getting plenty of physical activity. And let's talk about the loss of PE, because I I mentioned that at the beginning. I mentioned kids need more physical activity throughout the day in addition to PE, and PE has been cut or dramatically decreased in most American schools. 
the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Physical Activity Guidelines for Americans, they recommend at least 60 minutes of daily moderate to vigorous physical activity. Today, however, only 4% of elementary schools, that's 8% of middle schools and 2% of high schools, provide daily physical education. And those numbers are decreasing. In some major cities, like Los Angeles, physical education class sizes, they rose to 80 students in some cases, making effective teaching nearly impossible. Only a small percent of students can actually pass a statewide physical fitness test, in part because budget cuts wiped out physical education programs. In a 2011 survey released by the California State PTA, 75% of California PTA members said their children's PE or sports programs were cut or reduced dramatically. And we need to fight to bring PE and increase recess time for our kids back as well. They need this time. Take movement breaks throughout the day. So here's a, a good way for you to not only get exercise for yourself, but get your kids moving too. Set a timer. Every 30 minutes of sitting, take a quick movement break. Just spend two minutes doing something like lunges or squats. Walk around your house or go for a quick jog around the block every hour. There's quick two-minute videos that I will link to on my blog post, so go check that out to get your kids moving on a regular basis. Be sure to check the show notes for that and any links that I leave there for you in regards to movement. As you spend small amounts of time moving throughout the day, guess what? You're improving your health. If you do that day in and day out, it becomes a habit. As you commit to this habit, not only will your physical health improve, but your mental health as well. This is especially helpful if your child struggles with anxiety or depression. When I see my child slip into a victim state and then depression, I know right away that I need to help shift his energy. I get him outside and run around the block with him. It's incredible. His mindset and energy will shift when he gets back from a mile or two jog. There's no denying it. Movement improves mood. You have to force yourself to move when you're stuck in those victim and depression states. You just have to move. And of course, you know, it helps to combat mental disorder. And we have a lot of mental disorder in the United States now. And those numbers are increasing. When I'm coaching a client who has depression or anxiety, the first thing I help them accomplish is setting goals for more movement throughout their day. It's amazing what the body can do when you're feeding it good foods and exercising. I've seen many depressed people able to come off medications from truly taking care of their bodies and moving them. It's not the case for everyone, but it's helped thousands of people. And it's important to be consistent with it as well. Don't try it once and say, well, that didn't work for me. Move your body vigorously every day for 30 minutes in a row, and then come tell me about your results. Try jumping on a trampoline. You can't help but smile as you're bouncing up and down, and that rebounding is really good to move that lymphatic system. There's also um, YouTube channels that are specifically for kids like PE Joe or Cosmic Yoga. Go check those out. 
They're great ways to interact with the kids and engage with the kids and get them moving. And I know you're going to say, well, what about my video games? That, that you, the Wii and stuff, you can get up and move and it's like they're exercising. Yeah, I would say probably sometimes that would be okay. But I really would say the best things that you can do for your kids is not keep them in front of a screen for long periods of time. So it is cool to watch them move and exercise as they're playing video games. That's probably the best video game to play, right? If they're going to play a video game. But also to incorporate some other stuff too, like getting outside and swimming and exercising together as a family and hiking and biking. Those are really the stuff that connects you as a family. And that's what I would say to focus on. That way you're not just letting your kid go off and, and exercise on their own, which is, which is cool when they're, when they're um, you know, self-reliant like that and they can just do things for themselves. But to actually be there with them doing it, there's a connection piece happening between the parents and the children when that happens. I really like to see that happen when I'm coaching families. Does your family struggle with lack of movement? Could you use a family health coach to put you on the right path? just email me to set up a free discovery call. I can help you take your family from weak to warrior. And I wanted to let you know that my clients, they've been asking me how to help their kids stop fighting, stop eating junk food, stop being addicted to electronics. I've decided to put together a brand new training designed to help busy parents create more discipline more connection, and healthier habits within the home. And it's called the Warrior Family Success System. To be the first one notified of any releases, updates, etc. on this program, go to the show notes. I've got it right in there. Join the wait list. You will be the first to know when that comes out. And it's 30 days to more helpful, happy, hardworking, healthy children. And I want you to have that in your home because it does for sure bring a level of connection that you are going to crave as they get older and then they move away. They're going to remember all of the times that you spent with them creating this new warrior family culture, which I cannot wait to share with you. So please go get on the wait list for that. And as always, if you need any one-on-one coaching, come find me. I can help you with that. Let's make it a great weekend, you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram page and tag me in it. And I'll share it on my page and tag you in it. My Instagram handle is healthcoachheather. That's health underscore coach underscore heather. Heather.